host. Welcome back to Strength in Words, a family enrichment program for parents, caregivers, infants, and toddlers of all developmental levels. Each week, we get together to sing a few songs, discuss some ideas for play, and outline some insight about early development. This series is time for you to be together and to feel like you're doing something good for and with your baby, small child, or multiple young children. Please follow your baby's lead. I am a speech and language pathologist, and I specialize in work with very young children, but this is not to be confused with speech therapy. This is what I call family enrichment. All suggested activities are meant to be enjoyed by your baby under close adult supervision. For a more complete story of strength and words, please listen to my introduction episode or visit my website, strengthinwords.com. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. We can start by saying hello to the people who are with us. Hello to a yellet, hello to the singers, hello, 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 hello. Hello to the babies, hello to the children, hello, hello, hello. Hello to the little ones, hello to the grown-ups, hello, 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 hello. Hello to the little kids, hello to the big kids, hello, hello, hello. Hello to your friends, hello to my friends, hello, 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 hello. Hello everybody, hello everybody, hello, hello, hello. Since I don't know your name, I'll help you sing the song and you can fill it in. Ready? Hello to your child's name, hello to your name, hello, 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 hello everybody, hello everybody, hello, hello, hello. Let's say hello to some of the people in our families. Families can be made of lots of different kinds of people, and yours might have some of the same ones I mentioned here, or different ones. Hello to the mommy, hello to the daddy, hello, 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 hello. Hello to the sister, hello to the brother, hello, hello, hello. Hello to the uncle, hello to the aunt, hello, 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 hello. Hello to the cousins, hello to the grandparents, hello. Hello, hello, one last time. Hello, everybody, hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody, hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. Just now, we sang about families. Our children's community may look very different from what ours, our parents, or our grandparents did. Some of us still live close to large family or community support systems, but many of us live far away from those built-in networks and must work hard to seek out and build community wherever we are. Living far away from family, or living in much smaller nuclear families as we tend to do today, can make building relationships outside of our children's primary constellation of caregivers feel rather daunting. 
I want to talk today about supporting those positive relationships with both peers and adults, whether or not those important people are in our day-to-day -day lives. This falls under the category of social-emotional development, an area of child development about which there has been a significant amount of research done lately. One of the easiest ways we can support those relationships is through photographs. We know that even very young babies prefer to look at people, specifically faces, over objects, and when alert and calm, are very much interested in engaging socially. I know we live in an age where we often have more photos on our devices than printed throughout our homes, but I encourage you to keep a few prints of important family members or close friends in a safe place and accessible to your little one. This will allow you to engage naturally with them and incorporate them into play, reading, or musical activities whenever possible. I have with me a few of my favorite photos of close family and friends here. We keep some in a photo album and some I've laminated and affixed to small cardboard pieces to make them a little more durable and easy to handle. I have a small cardboard box, think around the size of a shoe box, that I've cut a hole in and decorated to look a little more like a mailbox. As I sing the song, I'll tell you who I see to help you brainstorm ways to use this when you follow the instructions on my DIY blog to make your own. First, I like to have little hands help me select or put all the pictures into the box so they know that there are fun things inside. That act of putting in and taking out is in and of itself a great game for infants as young as around six months who may be starting to sit up by themselves and are exploring in new ways with their newfound fine and gross motor skills. We'll talk more about this in future episodes. Once the pictures are all inside, we can make a game of taking them out by creating a song-like ritual out of the experience. Knock, knock. Who's there? Peek-a-boo! I just opened the box to take one out. If you want your child to experience the thrill of taking out a single photo, by all means go for it. If you have more than one little person on your hands, this can become a really fun game to encourage turn taking. Who did you find? Ooh, I see your grandma Nona. Here she is sitting on your bed when we visited her last December, getting ready to read a book to you before you go to sleep. What book is that? Ooh, looks like one of your favorites. Nona loves reading with you. Knock, knock. Who's there? Peek-a-boo. Okay, let's get ready for the next one. Who did you find? Oh, it's our friends Eli and Maya. And look, Maya is holding her baby doll, Baby Maya. Hi, Baby Maya. They look so happy sitting with their mommy. What do you think they're looking at? Are they waiting for something? Maybe they want to sing with us. Let's sing a song we all know. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Up above the world so high, like a diamond in the sky. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Yay! Oh, we have a good time singing with them, don't we? Knock, knock. Who's there? Peek-a-boo! Oh, you found a very special person here. That's your great-grandma Marjorie. She and Daddy and your Uncle Eric used to spend every Saturday afternoon together when they were little. Look, here she is in one of her favorite places, her rose garden. 
She grew the most beautiful roses. Mmm, can you smell them? I wish you could have met her. Whenever Daddy smells roses, he thinks about her. It's nice to remember people who are no longer with us. Knock, knock. Who's there? Peek-a-boo! <gasps> Ruff! Yes! Hey! That's Papa and his dog Mika. She was just a puppy in this picture. What a tiny dog she was, and now she's all grown up. You were much tinier when you were born, too. And look at you now, so big. You can see how creating a structured activity each time you start with the same chant and allowing for open-ended narrative, you might tell the same story about the photo or vary it slightly, talking about more different aspects of this person or scene. You might pause and wait for an emergently verbal child to say something about or point to something that they notice. This allows your baby to learn to anticipate the steps to a ritual or social routine and also allows you to tell them stories about the people, places, or animals in the photographs, building associations and experiences with their images while at the same time bonding with you. This can also be a way to introduce family members or close friends who have passed on in a way that commemorates them and makes them their image and stories live on in your child's life. You can also incorporate the idea of writing letters to or drawing pictures for loved ones in faraway places, putting them into your mailbox, or choosing who to write to by selecting from your photographs. Let's not forget that snail mail is another good way to keep in touch, even though it doesn't fulfill our current cultural fixation with the here and now. Now, let's think back a bit more to that early episode, Routines and Rituals, when I spoke about how caregiving routines can become such important parts of establishing relationships and social bonding. I want to use this next song as an example of that. I've got peace like a river, I've got peace like a river, I've got peace like a river in my soul. I've got peace like a river, I've got peace like a river, got peace like a river in my soul. Now let's plug in words about caregiving routines such as dressing. I've got a sock for your foot, I've got a sock for your foot, I've got a sock for your foot in my hand. I've got a sock for your foot. I've got a sock for your foot. I've got a sock for your foot in my hand. Or this one for when your little one wakes up. I've got a song for you to wake to. I've got a song for you to wake to. I've got a song for you to wake to close to me. I've got a song for you to wake to. I've got a song for you to wake to. I've got a song for you to wake to close to me. We could also plug in other names or similes like I've got love for my baby. I've got love for my baby. Got love for my baby, baby girl. I got love for my baby, I've got love for my baby, I've got love for my baby, baby girl. You could use words that describe emotions and actions. 
I feel happy when I'm with you. I feel happy when I'm with you. I feel happy when I'm with you, so I smile. I feel happy when I'm with you. I feel happy when I'm with you. I feel happy when I'm with you, so I smile. I feel sleepy when I'm tired. I feel sleepy when I'm tired. I feel sleepy when I'm tired. So I yawn. I feel sleepy when I'm tired. I feel sleepy when I'm tired. I feel sleepy when I'm tired. So I yawn. I feel sad when I get bumped. I feel sad when I get bumped. I feel sad when I get bumped, so I ask for a kiss. I feel sad when I get bumped. I feel sad when I get bumped. I feel sad when I get bumped, so I ask for a kiss right here. The act of labeling and identifying emotions is another part of social-emotional development, and we'll talk about that more in future episodes. For now, though, I'll just say that incorporating words for feelings how you feel, and also how you interpret the way your baby feels, will be helpful in learning the art of self-regulation down the road. Like anything else, each part of social-emotional development is a process, and there are steps that come more easily and less easily to us all. Over time, providing even very young babies with the vocabulary for the way they feel will eventually help them understand and express their feelings. So let's go back to our earlier discussion of the use of photographs to help support our children's development of positive relationships. I mentioned that using printed photographs, while it can be a bit more effortful, can really pay off in play. Using actual photographs as manipulable materials that your baby can handle, otherwise known as manipulatives, is a great sensory experience for your small child in that they can use multiple senses to explore that object, including the sense of sight to look at the image, their hands to explore the tactile qualities of the picture, and any other senses, the smell and likely the taste of the cardboard or plastic, the feel of it moving in space, the sound of it as it hits the ground or surrounding objects, etc. Additional ways to use photographs in your homes as invitations to discuss the images might be adding photo albums to your book collection, placing photos in sheet protectors or hanging wall pockets low on the wall where your small child can easily look at, point, or talk about them from his vantage point. Sometimes low-tech is better than high-tech. Remember that getting your child used to viewing photos or videos on your phone will get him used to using your phone as his manipulative. And as much as possible, I encourage you to follow the American Academy of Pediatrics and other organizations around the world that regard overuse of screen time as unhealthy for infants and toddlers, especially under the age of two years old. When we interact with our children, we provide a direct reaction to their actions and expressions. Television, movies, video games, apps, they don't do that. We know children learn best through imitation and interaction with us and from three-dimensional relationships with other people or objects. Now there is one exception that has been studied a lot recently and that is the use of video chat. Very young babies from six months old are able to tell whether the person talking to them is responding to them in real time. And since video chat is a very easy way to stay in touch 
connect with loved ones who are far away, many families, and even those who tend to stay away from other screen time. Use video chat to create and maintain a face-to-face -face interaction. Several studies, which I will reference on my website on this week's podcast page, have researched language learning in both a live interaction and video chat and found that young children are able to learn new vocabulary and imitate actions through video chat, suggesting that young children are not only able to attend, but also to learn through this type of interaction, especially when supported by a caregiver who is present, someone to man the device, to explain why the image of grandpa's face froze or the sound is disjointed, Young children can derive meaning and enjoy affection through this kind of interaction. I speak from experience when I say that my own son has successfully reinforced relationships with both my partners and my extended families through the tool that is video chat. He knew my parents' pets' names, was at least somewhat familiar with the type of space they lived in or the layout of the particular room in which they chatted, their voices and funny facial expressions, long before we visited them in person. In addition, I remember video chatting with my husband when we were apart, when my son was just six months old. When he saw my husband's face on the computer, he became very excited, very vocal, very smiley. To me, all of this was proof that video chat was very different from other non-interactive types of screen time. Now, that said, we all do what we need to do to survive as parents and caregivers. The important part of the decisions that we make for our own families is that we do so as informed citizens to the best of our ability. Thanks for being here. See you later. What will you do the rest of your day? Goodbye to the babies. Goodbye to the toddlers. Goodbye to the bigger kids. Goodbye all the siblings. Goodbye to the grown-ups. Goodbye to the singers. Goodbye everyone. We'll see you next time. Goodbye to your friends, goodbye to my friends, goodbye Ayala, goodbye to this music we laughed and we played. We're getting very clever, this is what counts, being here together. Thanks so much everyone. For a text version of the Developmental Thought of the Week, or instructions to make and ideas for how to use your very own DIY photo mailbox, you can head over to my website strengthinwords.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, as well as straight from my website. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review on any and all of those forums. If you feel inclined to support what we're doing here at Strength in Words, you can do so by visiting my website and clicking on the link to either make a one-time donation or by becoming a patron of Strength in Words on Patreons. I'll be here again next week. 